0: Welcome back to the Lifetime Learner podcast and our special five-part series on a life cycle of the battery. Now, this is our last episode, so if you haven't listened to the previous ones, I recommend you go and listen to those first and then come back to this one. So in this episode, we are looking at the different companies that have envisioned a better future for the battery industry. We have a lot to cover, so let's jump right in. So the first company we're gonna talk about is QuantumScape. Now, this company is truly changing the game. So let me explain. Essentially, they take the traditional battery, which we previously mentioned has a cathode, and anode, and the liquid electrolyte in between them. And what they do is they replace the existing anode and they turn it into, so they, they take that out and they replace it with a lithium metal anode. So there's no liquid and this sort of mechanism or device is referred to as a solid state battery. And it's simply because it's in its solid state. Um, The benefit is that it would have a higher capacity and a longer lasting, but the downside is that they are more dangerous, but uh, apparently this company has found a way not to make it dangerous. So right now they're projecting it to launch in 2024, which is still pretty, like good for a new battery because like you, like I mentioned in the previous episodes that this technology is actually like in, uh, in battery technology, it's just non-existent. Like new companies don't exactly make big leaps. So seeing QuantumScape do this is quite amazing. So their company is actually backed by Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and Volkswagen. So they're actually in really good company and like I'm, I'm really glad to see that companies like this exist and are actually doing things actively to make this a better world. So now I have a clip from Jagdeep Singh, who is the CEO of QuantumScape. So let's jump in.
1: Today's batteries are all based on what's known as a liquid electrolyte. Uh, And without getting too technical, that's the medium through which lithium ions move up and down in the battery. Uh, So lithium ions go from the cathode to the anode and back when you're cycling the cell. Uh, And that liquid has a number of issues with it. It's flammable, it results in a lower energy density, it results in a a slow rate of charge for, for, for charging purposes. And what we do is we basically replace that liquid with an entirely solid material known as a solid state electrolyte. And by doing that, we can basically get higher energy density so more range for a given charge, uh, faster charge times, a 15-minute charge instead of, say, an hour at best, uh, and safer operation, because uh, the material itself is non-flammable. So uh, it's a fundamentally different kind of battery. It's been, uh, it's been kind of a holy grail for uh, since the mid-'70s, actually, uh, but no one's been able to make a material that uh, has met the requirements uh, until now. And you know, it's taken us 10 years of work, but now that we have the material, we're really excited, uh, as are our customers, our automotive OEM customers, and we think this really, uh, really does have uh, present an opportunity to transform the uh, the sector.
0: So this clip was taken out of uh, Yahoo Finance YouTube channel. Now, what he meant when he said OEM companies is that they would essentially, like QuantumScape, would essentially be selling the batteries and possibly the technology to companies like Volkswagen or Tesla if they wanted to and other you know, automakers to help make their electric vehicles much better backed on the technology of QuantumScape, which is a really cool thing. And it's like pretty standard in the automotive sector that companies exist like this and supply to bigger companies. Now, the reason that this company is significant is because they are aiming to affect the electric vehicles market And if we think about electric vehicles for a second, what is one of the biggest drawbacks for the car compared to the fossil fuel counterparts? It's the range that the car can actually go. And if a technology can exist that can extend it, it will then become an easier buy for consumers, which is ultimately a good thing. And they will still need to make it sustainable but uh, I believe that's a later problem for the company in particular. And once they get to that stage, the like EV manufacturers in general will be in a better place just because they'll be doing it for a longer time. So that was uh, Quantum Scape. I will leave more links in the show notes so that you can go in and learn more about these companies because we can only cover so much on here. The next company I want to talk about is uh, called Power Vault, and they have a very interesting model, and they're based out of the UK, so it's it's really cool. So what they basically do is they create these like battery stations, and they're like battery backups, and they place them in apartment buildings in the UK, so essentially they can uh, get... Solar panels on the apartment buildings, wind turbines, whatever, and then store all of that energy in the batteries, which would then be used to power the electricity in the actual building itself. Now, the cool part is that where these batteries that go into these systems come from. So they have like their main battery model where they manufacture the batteries, but then they also have an eco model. Where they employ old batteries from electric vehicles. That's something we talked about in the last episode. That the big automakers are partnering with companies like the like PowerVolt and reusing the batteries for other purposes. So now those old electric vehicle batteries would store energy from renewable sources to power apartment buildings. Now this works because you don't need as much juice on demand for that. You need in electric vehicles. You actually can now use them in these power like situations, like these apartment buildings. And they have partnerships with like PowerVolt has partnerships with Nissan and Renault, which makes perfect sense because they repurpose their batteries. Now, if you're wondering, like EVs have upwards of three thousand to five thousand cells, and if uh, I'll include a video in the show notes, but basically these units don't actually use all of them; they they use much less, and it just makes perfect sense to extend the the battery's lifespan because when these batteries from the electric cars are recycled, it's usually you know like we said before, the 80% mark, and they can still be used for these other uses. So the next two battery concepts that we're going to talk about is more so earlier in terms of research. Like There wasn't that much online about it, so it's a bit more ambitious, and there's less information about it, but it's still worth mentioning because this technology that I'm going to talk about seems so good to be true that (laughs) I don't know if it's true but I believe it can be true because these companies that are behind them and institutions that are behind them are really well known. So let's talk about the first one which is a battery from IBM. So IBM does a lot of research into material science. I actually did not know that. Uh, I thought IBM was just like a computer company, but uh, tech, I guess they're not. So um, they're so they're developing these batteries, okay? In their initial tests of these, uh, I'm just gonna call it the IBM battery, it, it proved that it can be optimized to suppress the capabilities of lithium ion batteries in a number of individual categories. Such as lowering cost, faster charging time, higher power, and energy density, stronger energy efficiency, and low flammability. Now, if you've learned anything so far, those categories that I just mentioned are essentially the benchmarks of you know battery technology. Like each one of them, you want to improve them to have a you know even if you can improve one of them, that makes your battery so much better. But this IBM battery uh, says that it can do all of them. So this is really attractive and really ambitious, but I guess they have research behind it. So basically, the design uses like a cobalt and nickel-free cathode material. And it uses a safe liquid electrolyte with a really high flash point. Now, I know this is more technical terms, but this is essentially the most research I could find for it. Now, the unique combination of the cathode and the electrolyte demonstrated the ability to suppress lithium metal dendrites during charging. So then it therefore reduces the flammability so it doesn't catch fire as easily, which is then widely considered a significant drawback for the use of lithium metal as an anode material. Now, that's interesting because that drawback that they're mentioning is the uh, the same drawback that... Quantum scape actually surpasses. So this is very interesting to see them side by side. Now there isn't much more to this battery. Uh, There's a couple photos that I've linked in the show notes, but it's honestly, it's just good to hear that big companies like IBM are making a tremendous effort and a lot of research to power these next generation of batteries. It gives us hope that our world can be saved. The next one we're going to talk about is a battery from uh, MIT. So they're still developing the technology, same as IBM, but this is just interesting because it's an institution rather than a company. Now, what they've made here is very quite spectacular. And when I stumbled upon this, I don't know how to act because this new battery is basically... Just like the dream battery. So what it does is, I'll I'll sum it up in a very simple terms. So it's basically a specialized battery that can absorb carbon dioxide while it's charging, then release it as a pure steady stream for industrial use when discharging in the show notes i've included uh different links that you can go and visit so the mit battery for example if you want to do further research into it and kind of look into what they're doing because it's simply just amazing but one thing to note is that this isn't a typical battery that you would say would go into a remote control or like a battery, for example, or into a electric vehicle, for example. This is more for industrial use and manufacturing processes and factories, based on what I've seen so far. So this could obviously change, but so far what they've shown, it, it seems more of something you would use in industrial, uh, like situations rather than consumer products like the uh, previous ones, like QuantumScape and PowerVault. So. That's just something to keep in mind. Now there's other companies too. There's um, Energy X, which was mentioned quite a bit before. And there's also one called Northvolt, which is another company that wants to develop uh, greener batteries. Like their whole mission is to develop greener batteries. And I believe that's a X texla like big executive, if I do remember. But uh, basically what this means, is that there's a lot of hope uh, for humanity and for the battery industry and each single episode that we've talked about so far has had advancements at least started so it gives us that hope that in each process of the battery manufacturing the raw material even pumping the lithium out of the earth like each thing is having the developments in place to make it better. Because right now, battery technology is in its infancy. And soon we need to advance it so that it can actually become upscaled to the level that we need and to become the generation that saves humanity rather than the generation that makes humanity go extinct okay so before I go into the conclusion which I partly went into right now uh, we are just going to look at one more last company because it's important but it's less battery related now this company is Toyota or Toyota and a, uh, more specifically their hydrogen powered cars. So, basically, they created a technology that's uh, hydrogen fuel cell uh, powered. And if you know anything about science, you know that hydrogen is a very abundant element in the atmosphere. So, like, there's a tremendous amount of it and there's a lot of different places where you, like, they can get hydrogen from, which is really cool, but it, like, it's obviously a different method of non-fossil fueled, which is why it's, like, cool i know elon musk doesn't love the idea but honestly it's still in its early stages i know they have a car out that you know exhibits what it does but the only thing is that i do believe these cars will also face the similar problems that evs do because they're mass production and ensuring that production is clean and sustainable and the other thing is they also do have batteries in them. It's just they're used more so to start the car and other operations rather than actually fuel it from place to place. Now, the other interesting thing is that these hydrogen cars fuel up the same way that uh, gasoline cars would. So there's like carbon fiber tanks in the car and you would fill it up with hydrogen like in a gasoline Um It's a cool technology and a cool stab at creating non-fossil-fueled cars, and I think I'm just going to leave it at that because I I don't know how it's going to work out for them. So, well, that wraps up our five-part series, and I hope you're a little bit more intrigued about the battery industry, and this gives you a little bit more to think about for the upcoming battery revolution, and more importantly, the energy revolution. Because you know what, we need more people to ask questions about batteries and where they come from and where they go, because humanity depends on it. As we depend more on technology, we depend more on batteries. And as we depend more on batteries, we need them to become self-sufficient. We need them to become sustainable, because if we don't do that, we will end up in a cycle, just as we did with fossil fuels. And batteries will just be the new fossil fuels. And we don't want that. We want something that is sustainable and that can live alongside our Mother Earth. So I believe we just need to keep advancing and backing these companies that are actually trying to make positive change. And we need to uh, keep our governments in check so that they you know, uphold these uh dates that we mentioned, like 2035, 2040, whatever your country that you're listening from, whatever their targets are, we have to make sure they hit them because if they don't, we might not have a world uh, at the end of the day. But uh, there is hope. There is hope. And I hope I've portrayed that, that there are companies in each stage creating change. So that is really good. Okay, so... If I can ask you one thing, can you please just go to Twitter and voice your opinions on anything related to batteries, anything related to what I've talked about in this five-part series, and feel free to tag me at G-V-C-H-A-N-A, and we can have a discussion. Because like this and the previous episodes, I'm an active learner, and I'm a lifetime learner, and I will always be actively learning about these issues, and I just want to get more of a holistic and 360 view of the topic and understand where everyone is at with this situation. So that's it for now. Uh, I'll see you next time and enjoy the rest of your day. See ya.